Hey everyone, it's Brianna from the Where the Fuck of the Popcorn Facts podcast. Mantis and I want to thank you all for your continued support. It means a lot to us and helps us push through, especially during these tough times. If you're a new listener, welcome and thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Where the Fuck of the Popcorn Bags without the U. We post some fire memes and it gives me something to do throughout the day. You can now also find us on Google Play, along with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks! Hey everybody, welcome to Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we watch and review a movie, but not before we babble for 20 minutes and then take a break. I'm Mantis, and I love Danny DeVito. And I'm Brianna, and I look like Danny DeVito. And today we're going to be reviewing First Cow. First Cow is written by and based on the novel Half-Life by Jonathan Raymond, directed by Kelly Reichardt, and starring John Magaro, who is not Shia LaBeouf. Uh, But before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit about our expectations for the film, some fun facts we learned while researching, and even a little bit about what went on in the world of movies this week. Um, Brianna, I think that it's, uh, it's only right that we start today's show, though, uh, by talking about the, probably the, the only important thing to really hit Hollywood this week, and that's the unfortunate passing of, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, when I heard the news, I was at a loss for words, and I still kind of am, just to hear that someone so young and so talented passed was kind of eye-opening. Yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. I got a text around 11.30 from a friend, and he said, Chadwick Boseman died. I was floored. I really couldn't believe it. It just seems like such a bizarre thing, because not only was he you know, young, he was so very, very, very clearly going to be like, he, he clearly had years ahead of him. Definitely. I just think that he, he had so many good years ahead of him, and it was just... It was kind of just crazy to hear, and the fact that uh, he he had stage four cancer for four years, and he put out movie after movie. Just being in the Marvel movies in general must have been exhausting. Like, even not even like the Black Panther ones, just like Endgame, where he was in it, but he wasn't a huge character in it. But it still must have just oh been, God, yeah. the schedule itself must have just been stressful. I couldn't ima- I couldn't imagine and he was doing other movies on the side and I'm assuming going through chemotherapy. It sounded like not that many people knew about it. I read an article that he married his girlfriend who he's had for a really long time and it kind of seemed like he maybe knew something was going to happen or maybe he like when he got his diagnosis he was like, "Oh no, like this might be the time to get married." I don't think he had any kids. Mm. From what I'm I'm reading. I'm just really sad. But it sounded like maybe not even like the people in the movies he was in while he was sick knew about it. What a thing to be able to hide. Uh, that's that's crazy to me, especially the transformation your body goes through when you're dealing with something like that. Um, yeah, I think we should just give it like a little five second uh, moment of silence and then move on to the movie we're going to watch tonight. Sounds good. Starting now. All right, cool. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda forever, man. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get into it, though, huh? First Cow, directed by Kelly Reichardt, who I don't really know anything about Brianna, but she seems to uh, know what she's doing. 
to be completely honest with you. Yeah, she certainly does seem to know what she's doing. So much, in fact, that she seems to really like pairing with this guy named Jonathan Raymond. They have paired up and wrote together on five movies that she has directed, and that seems like a pretty boss lady to me. That's impressive. I don't know about you. So if we like this movie, then we're going to have to go watch those other four movies. Oh, definitely. I don't know if we're going to like talk about them like this, but I'm going to probably casually view them. I heard this movie was supposed to be called Slow Elk because that's what Oregon's first people named cattle. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I think it's weird that elk were around before like cows. Well, cows come from Europe. How fancy. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not European. <laughs> fancy. Ooh, you Europeans and your fancy milk cows. <laughs> <laughs> Making your fancy European butter with your slow elks. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to watch this movie because it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, which for me, I, like I'm kind of a Rotten Tomatoes snob. I, yeah, snob. I was going to say simp, but I, I feel like I used that word a lot last week. So yeah, I'm, an, I'm a Rotten Tomatoes snob, so I take Rotten Tomatoes critic scores to heart. Um, it also has an 89 on Metacritic, which I think is pretty impressive, and a 71 on IMDb, which is not that great, but uh, still. Um, all of Kelly Reichardt's films on Rotten Tomatoes are actually certified fresh, Brianna. Which is 80% of a b- or above. And I think that's really impressive. That's because she's a woman, and if she wants it done right, she does it herself. Because she edits all of her videos. Or movies. Does she really? All of them. Really? So imagine sitting there the whole time directing the film, and then having to go back and edit the entire thing. At that point, I'd be sick of the movie. I can't, because I'm the one that edits this podcast, and it kills my fucking soul. I only have to listen to it, like, once or twice after this, and I still am like, ugh. (laughs) God help anybody listening to this right now. God help you people. (laughs) We're giving the people what they want. Uh, They love us. Yeah, that's fair. All two people. What are you feeling about this movie? How are you feeling about it? What are you thinking going into it? I'm pretty excited. I did read that it was going to be quite a stretch of a movie. So I'm... It's about two hours long. Got my comfy pants on. And um, (laughs) I'm excited because I really like the main character, whose name is Cookie. Is that John Margo? Yeah, John Margaro. I actually liked him in, if anyone saw this, the TV show Orange is the New Black on Netflix. He was on that and he played a guest star. But he played it well. I liked him. Played a guy named Vince, I think, right? He really convinced me that he was like from New York. And um, I liked him. Solid. Uh, the, the real reason I wanted to watch this movie in the first place was because I thought it starred Shia LaBeouf. And I was greatly mistaken tonight. So I've spent the last couple months thinking that Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. And uh, yeah, he's not. So either way, it'll be okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I, be- I bet this guy, John Magaro, is going to do all right. Do you even know what movie you were thinking of that you thought Shia LaBeouf was in this, or are you just? No, no, no. Like I saw, I I saw previews for this movie, and I just saw the a man with a beard that kind of resembled Shia LaBeouf, and I was like, oh, Shia oh, LaBeouf. Man with a beard must be Shia LaBeouf. Duh. Yeah, it was like a weird. <laughs> I was like, first cow. That seems like a weird movie Shia LaBeouf would be in. <laughs> That's right up the LaBeouf Alley. <laughs> right up the LaBeouf River. <laughs> Which I think I think this movie takes place on a river at some point in time. I think there's a lot of river action going on. Um, but we'll find out. Uh, we should probably go watch this thing, though. Um, 
Just a reminder that if you haven't seen the movie yet, now would probably be a good time to pause and go watch before we come back with our knee-jerk reactions. But if you've already seen the movie, then play on. Uh, But before we go, I'll leave you with a synopsis written by A24 for IMDb. A loner cow... (laughs) A loner and cook, played by John Magaro, has traveled west and joined a group of fur trappers in Oregon Territory, though he only finds connection with a Chinese immigrant, played by Orion Lee. The men collaborate on a business, although its longevity is reliant upon the participation of a wealthy landowner's prized milking cow. I honestly don't know if anybody understands what i just said because i really don't (laughs) but we're gonna find out so we'll let you know how it goes brianna you got anything before we go no but i hope to be the second cow (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be right back all right and we're back uh just watched first cow gonna go into some high level thoughts and then talk about our favorite parts and least favorite parts and go from there well, first off, huge fan of all the dogs in the movie. <laughs> There's a lot of good dogs. Cute dogs. There's no way they had dogs that cute back in the day. Oh, no, they were really cute. It was a good variety. Different kinds, lots of different breeds. Lookers. Oof, beautiful dogs. Honestly, I enjoyed the movie. If you had told me that I would enjoy a two-hour-long movie about the first cow that ever inhabited the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> you'd think, like... <laughs> You would think like, oh, that sounds really great, Brianna. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I completely agree, 100%. I really, really liked the movie. Had some worries going into it. Two hours long. About some fur trappers in the Pacific Northwest. I really didn't understand the concept. It took like an hour to get to the point where the plot really formed. But it didn't drag at all. The two hours really went by pretty smoothly. It was a it was a very well put together film and they used every shot and every scene perfectly. I, re- I really don't have any complaints about the film. Yeah, no, I felt right off the bat. It was like six minutes of like a boat moving and I was like, oh, no. Oh no, what did we sign up for? Yeah, okay, so full disclosure, Brianna, 30 seconds in, goes, I'm just gonna fucking hate this movie, and there's no way that I'm gonna ever watch any of her other movies ever again. <laughs> I was like, alright, well... Oh, I, don't, I still don't think I would watch any of her movies again. <laughs> well, the other ones are rated R, so maybe they're a bit more violent, you know? I gotta say that, first of all, this was maybe one of the best bromance movies ever, okay? You think? Well, I mean, like, I th- this whole time I'm watching this movie, and remember here, uh, if you're listening to this part of the podcast, there's going to be spoilers galore. You're not going to be able to get away with it. We're, we're talking about the movie in full. It's it's tough to, to walk that line, so we're just not even going to tow it. The whole movie, I thought that Orion Lee's character was going to betray Cookie. Uh, John Magaro's character. The whole movie. I thought this was going to be a movie about betrayal and it it couldn't have been further from that. It was a very heartwarming tale about two people trying to scheme their way to a better life a little bit and it backfires on them but they don't go against each other at any point in time And and in the movie they make you think that it's going to happen like at any moment. It, it make it, they really make you think that at any moment they could just flip the script and turn on each other or turn on one will turn on the other. It I, and by the end when they didn't, 
um, and they just drifted away peacefully, or so we think. We don't know. I thought it was very poignant. Oh, yeah. I hit it right off the bat. I was like, someone's going to be backstabbing someone else. But nobody did? Well, I thought it just because of the times. Like, it's a hard time, you know. It's not what it used to be, like... Especially the way we met Orion Lee's character, who everyone just calls the Chinaman. He is Chinese. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, the uh, the first time they meet the Chinaman in the woods, he's, like, running away from some Russians that he just murdered. So, you're like, okay, this guy's kind of shady. And then he invites cookie back to his house to start drinking and hanging out and then they become fast friends and then they decide that they need to start baking donuts and so would you say that was your favorite part (laughs) no i would say that my favorite part was i think my favorite part was just the fact that this movie was a bromance movie about dudes making donuts just two donut bros. Just two donut bros. It was like it's a it's a movie about the original donut makers, and it's kind okay. it's kind of like it's not slapsticky at all, but it, the concept of it is like oh we're gonna make some donuts and we're gonna steal some milk and there's no violence in the movie, not a lot anyway, a couple like scuffles but n- no no bloodshed, um, which to be completely honest I thought there was gonna be a lot of didn't you Brianna? Thought there was gonna be. Some sort of death other than squirrels, but whatever. We didn't see any of that, which I guess is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a couple dead squirrels. Uh, I really liked the the like the dad jokes that that Cookie told. Um, the one about the trees. <laughs> he goes, he goes. Which side of the tree has the most branches? The outside. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I also liked uh there was this line in the in the first like 30 minutes of the movie where some fur trappers were sitting around a table having a drink and the guy goes cows don't belong here if god wanted cows here he would have made them he would have made them here and then this other guy goes so I guess there's no place for a white man either and I was like oh shit <laughs> burn <laughs> burn song oh I thought that was good um I I thought that it was, I mean, like, the fact that you can make a whole movie about some donut makers who are stealing milk from the first cow of Oregon is is pretty, pretty good concept. I gotta say, it worked out pretty well. What was your favorite part of the movie, Brianna? So you had three favorite parts. I guess so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. Sorry. My, my, one of my favorite parts... Was about 30 minutes in when I saw the milk that the cow, like, initially made. And I rethought, like, my whole diet and outlook on life. And I was like, ooh, am I going to be a vegan? Like, that was disgusting. (laughs) Oh, that milk was, like, black. It was disgusting. (laughs) It looked like there was, like, some sort of, like, burlap sack in the bucket with the milk. And I was like, maybe that's, like, a filter. (laughs) The worst part was it was spilling all over that little girl's dress, and it just looked like jizz. If we're being frank, <laughs> you know, it looked it looked really thick, it was and it so was like gross. ooh, um, it was thick, thick. But yeah, I um, I that was my favorite part where I had to rethink my whole life for a second. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really cool like three sixty shot of this guy who plays like technically like the third main character in the movie but it was in his like colonial house and they did like a 360 shot of him speaking and the shot went all the way around the room to all the different people and it pretty much showed 
all the people in the movie at around the same time. I don't remember that show. Which I enjoyed. What, uh, what part of the movie was that? It was when um, Cookie and King Lou were going to meet the chief and bring the blueberry clafuti. Oh, yeah. And they're like, they're not sneaking, but they're like walking around in his yard. And that was a really cool shot. I know exactly what you're talking about. You just, you just see the whole thing. And I thought that was cool. I love that. Uh, I love that the chief wanted to show up the dude that was visiting him because he always makes fun of him for living on the frontier. So we wanted to show him that it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So he had a made a, a kafuti for him. <laughs> I liked the Clafuti. The Clafuti looked pretty legit. All the cooking was pretty legit in this movie. Ooh, great point, because that was another favorite part of the movie for me, was all the really awesome cooking that they did. I even love the fact that he was whisking with just some sticks that was, like, banded together. It looked like an actual, like, whisk that they would have used back then. Alternative title, first whisk. Ooh, this this movie had so many alternative titles i just want to point out that the first maybe 45 minutes of this movie i was 100 percent dead set in the fact that it was going to be an 1888 version of brokeback mountain i thought it i thought the two dudes i didn't think it was gonna be a bromance i thought it was gonna be a romance movie and i was like oh i didn't expect this at all he asked him to come back and drink there was like some sexual tension there i thought so but they never banged they never did anything they just kind of hung out. And Not even like first base. No, they just hung out and talked about opening up a, a bed and breakfast. They wanted to open a hotel and a bakery, which I thought was cute. You have any more favorite parts of the movie or should we move on to least favorite parts? I have my favorite dad joke. Okay, go for it. That you didn't understand. I had to explain it to you. Well, I understood it, but only when you explained it to me because I live in 2020. Okay, well... That's your own fault. I'm a millennial too, but I still got it. So the dad joke is, why is why is a baker like a beggar? Why? Because they both need bread. <laughs> and what you didn't understand was you thought that bread was like money. And you were like, was was money referred to as bread back then? I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know... I just didn't know that 50 Cent dropped albums back in 1888 and people were calling money bread. I was very confused. I was like, did they just drop a a joke from the 2000s into this movie just to be cheeky? But then I realized that I'm just not smart. They didn't even have quarters back then. <laughs> How would they have made a 50 Cent? Oh, no. Leave me alone. I'm not a smart man. I'm doing a podcast about movies and it's poorly done. So leave me alone. Okay, well, the joke is that, like, you would need bread, like, when you make it. Yes, I get that now, but only it's because a, you explained it. It's a baking technique. <laughs> if you ever bake, just know that you need to knead bread. Well, nowadays, machines need it, but, you know. Okay, well, I do know because I have a dough hook. Well, you obviously didn't know what you needed it for. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that was a KN need. Yeah. Um, what was your least favorite part of the movie? Did you have anything that you... Uh, yeah, so um, it was a bit fragmented. I'm not going to go too crazy into it and say that uh, I thought the story structure was poorly uh, written or anything like that. But I definitely did find myself at times questioning scene transitions. More so in the beginning of the film when they jumped time 
and we really had no idea. In the beginning of the film, they alluded to uh, the fur trapping uh, expedition they were on was almost at its conclusion. And uh, it, it then it jumped to some point in time later where the expedition was over. And we really weren't clear how much time passed. And that actually would have made a bit of a difference because the Chinaman at that point in time um, had escaped and we hadn't seen him. So uh, when he showed back up and he's like, oh, it's been so long. We were like, is it how long? Like that, that what's going on here? Um, so that was really that was really my only gripe. Uh, but the pace was really good. But I think that it was just a little bit fragmented. What about you? No, I agree. At one point, I did point out that it felt like Napoleon Dynamite, the movie. <laughs> it did kind of feel like Because that also just, like, cuts randomly to, like, different scenes. Um, And the whole beginning of the movie is, like, a major, like, jump back in time. From, like, when it starts and you see the really cute dog and the girl, it jumps back into, like, all of a sudden it's the 1800s. And, like, there's no way of knowing that. The, the way the movie starts is maybe from Arrested Development is walking her dog through the woods and she haps upon, uh, or, or I should say that her dog starts digging up some type of remains. And so she kind of like realizes it's a skull and she starts digging further and then it cuts and all of a sudden she's dug up two bodies. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then it kind of just like pans to the ground and pans back up and we're in 1888. I thought that was very clever. I thought it was clever, but we had, like, all of a sudden it just jumped back in time, and we were like, wait, what? Weren't they just skeletons? What is this? Who is, are they these people? Is this the same time? Brianna got confused. Yeah, we're probably not bright enough uh, for high-level concepts like that, but I, I enjoyed it, but it was, a, it was a little confusing. Maybe I'm just a simpleton, though, so that's okay. Uh, what was your least favorite part, Brianna? So my least favorite part was where the chief of the settlement in Oregon, as we now know, was talking about how the guy who brought the prisoners slash people slash people trying to, you know, escape religious prosecution mm-hmm. weren't being punished hard enough. And he was like, yeah, I gave him 20 lashes. And the guy was like, that was it. And he was like, well, yeah. And he was like, well, wasn't he a young kid? And then he was like, well, no, not really. And it was just really weird. And I, I mean, I know that that was definitely the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just felt very dark considering the movie was pretty lighthearted-ish. I would agree. I'd also say that it seemed like kind of a wasted scene in the sense that there was no payoff for the conversation that they had. I guess my assumption, my assumption was that they, Cookie and the Chinaman would die at his hand and it would be so aggressive and so senseless that that conversation about giving somebody 20 lashes not being enough would make sense. But uh, really at the end of the movie, uh, the chief, which I don't think it's the chief. What, uh, what, do you, what is it? That's what they called him. They called him Chief Factor. Oh, right, right. So Chief Factor... Uh, Chief Factor's a dick, and he kind of just chases him through the woods a little bit, but we don't even really see him at the end besides when he comes back to destroy the cabin. Um, I mean, I get why they said it. It's because they just wanted him to make it seem like he was a huge douche, because he was. But yeah, I thought that like once they found out that Cookie and King Wu were the ones stealing the milk from the first cow, that they were going to get like a beating of a lifetime. 
And then I thought like, oh, well, that's why they justified talking about it in the first place. 100%. Exactly like I said, like, I just think that the dialogue could have been used a little better because it it would have had some more uh, more continuity to it. Um, I think how it ended, I thought how it, the, the ending was great. I really liked the ending, but I, I don't want to say it's a little abrupt. I don't, I didn't find it to be a little abrupt, but I would have liked maybe a little bit of closure. And I understand that a lot of the times in movies like this, the ambiguous ending is kind of needed because you want to, you want the audience to think and go back and reflect. I totally get that. But the very last scene, the two guys laid down, Cookie and the Chinaman. Cookie's very con- very badly concussed. There's a kid out in the field with a gun who didn't get a donut earlier in the movie. And we think that he's going to shoot them because... Because he's got a musket. Well, he's got a musket and the bodies... The, the, the Cookie and the Chinaman are now laying in the same way that the bodies were discovered in the very beginning of the movie. So then the movie ends just with them sleeping and we don't see anybody creep up. We don't hear anything. And so you're, I I, I guess you're kind of just like, did they get found by the chief? Did they get murdered by that kid who didn't get a donut? Did they just die in the woods? But then you'd have to be like, well, the Chinaman wasn't badly concussed or hurt or sick or anything like that. So why did, why would he passed away in that spot? So I guess you, you're kind of made to believe that that kid killed them they could have done like just the noise though of him like shooting them i would to be completely honest with you i would have even taken just some creaking of sticks you know just some like cracking of some brush just like oh shit he's there yeah someone might be walking up towards him and then it goes black i would have liked to see shia labeouf in it to be completely honest with you. i, ca- I kind of kept thinking that it was shia labeouf <laughs> while i was watching it i couldn't get it i couldn't shake it okay i would have hated shia labeouf in this movie oh no you shut up you whore that's disgusting no he would have been too like diva you think so he would have been yeah he would have walked around and been like i'm not wearing those weird ugly boots because i'm shia labeouf shia labeouf would have wore those big ugly boots in real life just like on the streets yeah, but he of la wouldn't have wanted to do it when he was being told to do it because that's just who he is yeah john magaro played a great character cookie was he played cookie fantastically i thought like shia labeouf would have never wanted to like milk the cow he, John Magaro milked that cow like a motherfucker. Yeah, he did. He milked it so good that in the morning the cow didn't have any milk. They thought there was something wrong with it. <laughs> My cow's sick. Not like even any milk. Um, How many popcorn bags would you give it? I would give this movie... 43 popcorn bags. And I would absolutely recommend it. What about you? I would give it... 40 popcorn bags okay because it's not quite a movie for everybody's taste like if you ever watched zombievers or no holds barred or any of like the other movies we reviewed i don't know how crazy you'd be about this movie if you're a fan of bad movies and don't like good indie movies then obviously you're not going to want to watch this like if you if you don't want to sit down for a two-hour quote-unquote snooze fest this is not going to be for you but if you like just movies in general and you like nice stories like i think that in this movie brianna i was going to ask you um what do you think really shined uh because for me it was probably the the uh the acting um and the directing would you recommend this um yes 
I wouldn't recommend it to, like, the general public, but if you're, like, you know, out of movies that maybe are blockbusters, should we say, or you just want to change things up a little bit, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, A24's pretty straightforward with all the movies they put out. If you're not into A24 movies, you're not going to like this. If you're a fan of A24 and the movies they continuously put out, you're going to like this movie. It's going to go that way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Everybody should go see it, in my personal opinion. Brianna thinks that maybe some of you should go see it. I mean, I would want everyone to see it, but at the same time, I don't know if everyone would enjoy it like we did. But, you know, you can't like every movie you see. Give it a try. That's what I gotta say. Give it a try. Ooh, you know what else you should give a try, though, Brianna, that I saw this week? Beasts Mm. of the Southern Wild. Have you ever seen that movie? No. So fucking good. Like, that movie was fucking real good. The girl who plays uh, Hush Puppy in that movie... She, like, plays Annie, and she's, like, she's been in more movies since. But she's really good. She's, like, seven years old in that movie or, or something. Uh, and the guy who plays her father, he plays, like, this alcoholic. And that was his first movie ever. And then he went on to be in, like, 12 Years a Slave and, like, all these other movies. Like, he's really good, too. So I totally recommend uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Okay. Did you see any movies this week? Did you watch anything? I watched um, Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey, and, you know, I liked it because it was, like, an all-girl cast, and girls are awesome, girl power. Was it good, or was it, like, in what realm was it good? Was it a good, was it a good superhero movie? You know, it, it's a good movie if you want to see it, like, once, and then after that, like, every now and then. It's, um, not really quite like a Marvel spinoff where it has its own little thing and, you know, it's a nice little individual movie. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know, I don't want to say if you're used to like DC comics, you're gonna like it. Well, DC movies suck. I don't know. Okay, well, that's that's an opinion thing. Do you like DC movies? <laughs> that's your own opinion. I mean, I liked the Batman ones. Like the Dark Knight? Are we talking that? Yeah, I liked yeah. the Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan's like... Batman series is fucking awesome. Everyone loves that. But I'm talking like Batman vs. Superman or any of the Supermans or Justice League. Actually, I gotta correct myself here because I actually really liked Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was yeah, the best like, DC Yeah, like I really film. liked Wonder Woman... Justice League was, like, okay. I didn't see uh, Um, Aquaman. I've never finished Aquaman. That says a lot about it. Um, Like, I thought Suicide Squad was good. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was good. I love Will Smith, so... I think that they made some bad, like, acting choices in Suicide Squad, but what do I know? Mm -hmm. And um, Birds of Prey was good like it introduced a lot of new characters that are in the dc universe and it seems like they stayed pretty authentic to like who the people are and i don't know i just like how deep that dc gets into like even if they're gonna bring in a new character they stay pretty true to like who they were in the comics by like what they're wearing and like how they are and how they act which i think is kind of nice but I wouldn't say you have to run out and see it. <laughs> if it's ever on TV, I'd watch it. The good old torrent box could uh could get that for me. 
yeah, like if you know if you're kind of down and out of movies, um, I really liked Ewan McGregor in it. What does he play? He plays the bad guy in the movie, and usually, like, oh, really? I don't know about you, but I don't really know a lot of Ewan McGregor bad guy movies. No, I don't know any. That's pretty. And he that's plays the bad guy. He plays um Black okay. Skull. That kind of makes me want to see it. To be honest with you, I like Ewan, Ewan McGregor. And he, he's he's cool. He plays a good bad guy. Okay, well, he's a good actor, so I believe it. Well, Margot Robbie's a really good actress. She is. She's very talented. I loved her in Wolf of Wall Street. And not because of, like, the way she looked or, like, whatever. Like she She's was, like, Australian, and she did, like, a Long Island yeah, accent. Yeah, her accent in that was f- phenomenal. She sounded exactly like every girl from Long Island I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> she was spot on. And she does great accents outside of that, too. Like, she's, she's just talented. And she's, like, 26 or something like that. So she's got a long way to go. Um, I'm actually really excited about all the movies coming out. I've been seeing a bunch of trailers lately, so hopefully we can we can watch some new movies that aren't in fucking theaters. I'm not going to a movie theater to see Tenet. I'm just not doing it. Put it on VOD. I don't understand it. That's my gripe of the week, Brianna. Put Tenet on VOD. I'm not going to see a movie just because it's like new in theaters. I'm not going to go risk my life because some tween doesn't know how to like wipe a chair down. <laughs> yeah, fuck off dirty disgusting people what's the point of going to the movies if you can't eat anything while you're watching the movie like i'm not gonna risk my life to eat some weird salty popcorn oh yeah the movie theater near me they just use their hands to take the popcorn out of the little case put it in the bags well what do you think like about the drinks like those drink stations are cool but now that covid happened like are they that cool anymore no that's gross yeah you're not even gonna be able to drink right out of the fountain anymore like you're not even going to be able to make your own fountain drink. Like, you're not going to be able to customize it like you want it. Just put me in a bubble. The horror. <laughs> the horror. I do have some alternative alternate titles, though, to First Cow. Oh, okay. I'd like to hear it. Alternative alternate title number one is First Squirrel. <laughs> because they kill squirrels <laughs> and eat them. <laughs> also, First Food Truck. <laughs> That's actually perfect because Portland is very, very known for food trucks. So I love that. Another one is First Farmer's Market. <laughs> that was good. They went and they, they made donuts right out. Yeah, that was like legit. They not only brought the product, but they were making it like in front of people's eyes. Honey drizzle. If someone went to a farmer's market and was making donuts with honey drizzle i'd be like damn give me one of those donuts like hello street food that's a huge trend still Mm-hmm. some some good old street meat see we need to make a movie about the first street meat vendor come get the hot dog <laughs> <laughs> put some white sauce on it um but yeah those were my alternative alternate titles i love it when i when i thought this was a, a movie about two men um falling in love I had the alternative title of The First Blowbang. Of course you did. <laughs> I also wrote down... <laughs> you told me I need to take notes. So I also wrote down that... Imagine being the first person to eat a mushroom in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like not just being like, oh, I can't, it's okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll eat it. Because like mushrooms aren't outwardly delicious. 
Are they? Like, imagine just eating, like, a straight-up raw mushroom that you found in the woods. Like, ooh. <laughs> it's a bright orange. He was eating the bright orange ones. No one eats, like, raw mushrooms unless you're eating, like, a white mushroom. But, like, those don't taste like anything. But you're not, like, picking, like, these gourmet mushrooms to eat raw unless it's a truffle. I don't really know anything about truffles other than it. it's not, like, the best tasting. Like, I'm not, like, I think they're kind of overrated. Oh, it's definitely like an acquired taste. And then I also wrote up, <laughs> I'm laughing at all my notes. I wrote that I'd be straight freaking out in the wilderness because when it gets dark in this movie, it's like truly dark. It's not like when- It's dark as shit. Yeah, it's not like when they casually turn the lights off and then like another light like kind of dimly has like a dimly lit sort of sense of, ooh, it's okay. We're just on a set. This was like dark. This this movie was clearly all under natural lighting. I grew up in the woods, and when you had to walk your dog, and you didn't have a flashlight, it was dark. And this is how dark the movie was. It was like season eight of Game of Thrones dark. I even asked you if, like, maybe there was something wrong with my old TV. <laughs> Just to verify that, like, my picture was as dark as yours. Well, mine was, like, a little lighter than yours, but it was still pretty dark. I was scared. I'm afraid of the dark, so I was freaking out, even watching the movie. I don't have anything extra to talk about other than the fact that BuzzFeed stole my Reddit post and monetized it, so um, that's, that's where I'm at in life right now. Well, guess what? No one wants to hear it. That's why you're on Reddit. You're supposed to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go bring your sob story somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think we should get out of here, Brianna. Um, next week, we'll be watching An Evening with Beverly Luff-Lynn from 2018, starring... Aubrey Plaza and Jermaine Clement. And maybe Shia LaBeouf. And maybe Shia LaBeouf. Well, you never know where he could pop up. Uh, Jermaine Clement is a... You're a huge fangirl of him. Yeah, me and Brianna love Jermaine Clement. We love what we do in the shadows. I'm not a huge uh, Flight of the Concords guy, but what we do in the shadows is top three comedy movies of all time. And the TV show. He was involved in that too. And the TV... I mean, the yeah, the TV show. Jermaine Clement and, and Taika. Taika Waititi. Those are my guys right there. So I feel like you Taika just butchered his name. <laughs> no, his name is Taika Waititi. That's it. I'm not going back on that. That's how you say it. I like how you can pronounce his name, but not Kelly Reichert. Kelly Reichert. Kelly Reichert? Eh, fuck it. <laughs> she sounds like a nice lady. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Beverly Laughlin. And um, I really enjoyed First Cow. I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Go watch First Cow, everybody. We're the first cows to be watching First Cow, I feel like. Yeah, nobody's been talking about First Cow. So hopefully you listen to this and it makes you want to go watch it. It's cheap, or too. If you like, if you listen to this and you haven't watched it, I mean, spoilers, spoilers galore. So I don't know. I don't know why, why you'd be listening to it. But hey, fuck it. If you didn't, if you didn't watch it yet, go watch it. Shit. It's only five ninety nine on Prime Video. Yeah, or free ninety nine. Okay, well, five ninety nine for a new video or a new movie. I'm sorry, I said video. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that's an ancient <laughs> word. <laughs> video, my new VA five ninety nine for a VHS is not bad. No, that's so expensive nowadays. I wouldn't want to pay more than like three, but five ninety nine for a new flick on Amazon really isn't that much money considering i've been wanting to watch the king of staten island for two months and it's still like 20 bucks to rent and i'm like no no i put my foot down i stomped my little foot 
And I said, twenty dollars is too much. Too much people, but five ninety nine is the right price for her. I would pay like nine ninety nine for a new movie to rent. I'm a fool. Are you kidding me? I'd pay. That's a lot of money. But not twenty bucks. No, twenty bucks. Maybe twenty bucks if you had like a, a room full of people. Oh God, I would never want that. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. <laughs> All right, Beans, you want to talk us out? No, I like to just moonwalk out. Go for it, but uh, why don't you talk and walk at the same time? Cue Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Mm. Sorry. While you're moonwalking out, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at where the fuck are the popcorn bags without the you, because without you, who would we call cows? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, Brianna. Okay, Danny DeVito out. Peace, everybody. Have a good night. Love you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.